welcome once again to the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. I'm your announcer, Dr. Jeremy, and in just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Ms. Catherine Ironwood of LuckyMojo.com in Forestville, California, and hopefully Conjurman Ali of TheConjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Papa D of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, bringing us today's topic of blessing your enemies away. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of voodoo, conjure, or root work as defined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual voodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who have signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you will be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first we're going to catch up with our host, Miss Cat, and possibly Conjure Man Ali. How are you guys feeling? <laughs> Hi, we're we're having a little um, flaky moment here. Contraband Ali is nowhere to be found. We don't know why. No, I'm here. Oh, I'm here. oh he just He's made there. it in. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Hello. <laughs> I, I, I made it in right right right, 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 right when he was announcing. Oh yay! Okay, Whew. that was a close shave. All right. Well, we are here as we always are. Then. Um, And this is one of those extra special, extra Taurus shows because Papa G will be with us, and that's the whole Taurian thing. But I want to just talk a little bit about where things are at with me first, get the scene set here. We are having beautiful spring weather here in Northern California. The um, Lucky Mojo shop is struggling to keep up with all of the orders that suddenly came in out of nowhere. I think when people went into lockdown, they went into kind of a panic mode. They were never going to order a candle again. And suddenly they realized that all those shops around them were closed. They had a stimulus check, and they decided to send us their money. And we have so many orders. It's like way off the charts, way more than it was last year at this time. We are so far behind. It's just we can't pull the orders fast enough, pack them fast enough, and ship them, much less making all the products. But I remember telling you all uh, the last few weeks, we are also experiencing a shortage of employees because when the pandemic started, we had a few people lost to us who went off to go collect unemployment and have never been seen again. Well, we finally have found a new employee. And lucky for us, it wasn't really somebody we had to interview because we knew her. And um, she had actually been doing some a little bit of part-time work cleaning the shop and things like that. And the great thing is her name is Sunny. She is the mother of Nicole and the grandmother of Althea, our candle deacon. We now have a three-generation female employee group 
all of whom know and love each other, come in and work together. They don't mind sharing their um, aerosolized spittle with one another because, hey, they're family. <laughs> so things are looking very good in the pandemic world. And I love having the fact that Sunny is here. She's um, just starting off with labeling candles. She loves to garden. She has um, been picking roses and dehydrating them with summer. And... Um, who is a person, not a time of year. And so, yeah, we have sunny and summer. Isn't that great? Isn't that so California? And um, and then, of course, we have Althea, which is the name of a plant. Um, yeah, it's, it's lovely. Um, uh, so anyway, thank you, Sunny, for joining us. We are so happy to have you. Uh, join the team. And as I say, we've been knowing Sunny for years. So this is a great opportunity for us to have somebody who loves us, is familiar with us. We love her. It's all good. So after weeks and weeks of despair, I have something happy to report. Um, The other happy to report is we have been burning so many candles for people that I have gone back to my old job of reading candles, and um, which has been... um, carried on since I kind of laid back um, by uh, Ernie, Reverend Ernest, and Miss Elvira. Prior to that, we also had Miss Phoenix reading candles, but she went on to own her own shop, Milk and Honey, and she reads her own candles at Milk and Honey. But I haven't read candles for the shop in, I'd say, a good hmm, five, ten years, maybe, eight years, something like that. And it's kind of nice to get back into it. I found I can um, be online on Saturdays, at Hoodoo Psychics, where I'm available every Saturday from 1 to 5 and sometimes longer. And um, But when there's no phone call in, I'm just reading candles. The two mesh perfectly as um, jobs, tasks, and ways of thinking. And I'm very happy to say I am now a part-time candle reader at Missionary Independent Spiritual Church after many years. So that is my news. All is well, except for that if you made a uh, made an order with us, um, don't freak out. We are really behind. Again, if you know anybody in the Northern California area who wants to work at a small, crowded, um, herbally infused shop, please send them to Lucky Mojo, and we will try to be getting in interviews with people as the lockdown eases, and we really need to hire at least two more people. Okay, because things are hopping. All right, how are things with you, Conjurman Ali? Things are quite well. Uh, Things are looking up, especially now that sort of social distancing is slightly easing up. I mean, it doesn't, it didn't make that much of a crazy difference uh, in my life, but uh, the weather is starting to warm up a little bit. Uh, and and things are starting to kind of change and look up. I've been quite busy with some some projects of my own and really just kind of decided that since we were all going to be in lockdown and and social distancing, I'd pick up some stuff that I hadn't that I'd put off for a long time. So it's it's quite it's quite interesting that you know you talk about for example you've gone back to uh, uh, candle reading and I've gone mm-hmm. back to a project that I've uh, put off like about five years as a uh, research project that I've had I'd done kind of a re- research portion of it, but I hadn't, I never wrote it up. I was like, oh, I'll do this whenever I have time. So I've been kind of 
delving there. Uh, it's an interesting geomancy project. So I've been doing lots of work in that regard. Um, it's kind of a, a nice, you know, a nice feeling of completion, something that I'd always wanted to do, but never really had the time to do. Uh, and mm-hmm. now I'm, I'm kind of sitting down finally and kind of getting a chance to do it. And it was, it, it took COVID-19 for me to finally be able to kind of go, all right, it's time. Let's, I have time. I'm at home. I'm in lockdown. Might as well do it. So it's been, it's been quite nice um, in that regard. And, uh, you know, just finishing up projects and, and then working on clients and trying to survive as best as we can during these really, really crazy times. Yeah. Well, I I do have a question for you, Conjurement Ali, because I mm. noticed that AIR, you are listed as being on sabbatical and cannot be booked. Mm. Uh, and I've been getting questions at the forum and um, also people simply um, messaging me through Facebook. Will you be mm. opening up your air bookings again anytime soon? I will, probably during summertime, around July uh, or August. Uh, not in like a massive capacity, but yeah, I will be taking on a few more readings. Uh, so some interesting things ahead. Hopefully, we'll see. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Okay. All right. Because you have fans out there who are just waiting for that page to open up again. And I know you've been Look for real busy. Summer, then. <laughs> well, well, Hopefully I'll check in, in again. I'll check in again with you around midsummer and see if you opened it up or not. And I'll, but I'll just let people know it's it may be happening. It may be happening. Mm. Okay. Yep. Looking I know, I've done that sometimes, too, taking a sabbatical because I had other projects, you know. But people love you, Ali, and they want your readings, you know. All right. Um, well, let's bring in our wonderful guest, Papa G. As I typed into the chat when I started, I said, I'm drinking hot uh, chocolate chai, uh, courtesy of Ms. Robin, one of my favorite air members, and uh, sweetened with ginger from Papa G., how are things in Nashville, Papaji? Good, um, except swamped. I thought to stay at home, it would, we'd finally get to stay at home, but no. <laughs> Business has, like, increased. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it would give me a chance to add about 500 new products to the website. Um, oh, wow. And a lot of those were Lucky Mojo oils, which is why I had to order That's more nice. from you. And, um, wow. One thing that no, I thought I would get a lot of it's like, yeah, it's like it's like I'm, that old Grimm's fairy tale. You know the the fairy tale about the um, the little pot with the oatmeal. Have you ever heard that story? I haven't heard that one. Oh, it's a lovely story. There was a. Uh, it was a village, and everybody was starving. And this little old raggedy man comes along, and the, the comes and knocks on the door and says, "Please, please, do you have anything for me for food?" And the little girl says, "Yes, I'll give you half of my breakfast." And he says, "Oh, what a nice girl! You're the only nice girl I've met all day. I'm going to give you a magic pot, and if you say little pot boil and boil, it'll and then and then say little pot boil oatmeal, oatmeal will boil." And so she goes, oh, this is wonderful. So she begins to boil oatmeal with the magic pot, and more and more oatmeal is made, and she's able to form, like, bread lines for the starving people, and everybody is getting all the oatmeal that they want. But she forgets to stop it, 
and it becomes to boil over and over and over, and pretty soon her whole house is filled with oatmeal, and she can't find the pot anymore because she it's underneath all this oatmeal, and the oatmeal is running down the streets, and it's knocking over fences and houses, and everyone's like, no, no, you must have it. Anyway, heroically, she finally dives in, tells the little pot to stop, and it never does that again. It was a one-time wish only. <laughs> Well, so that's how it is. That's how it is with clients. That's how it is with orders. You know, I get on. I get on the show and I say, "We have no orders." Oh my God! And now, a little little pot. Please stop boiling quite so much. <laughs> and another thing, when you and I talk, Dad, it's like we have so many similarities at the same time. Uh, we, mm-hmm. but we have to compare our charts because we're down four employees. Oh, really? Oh, my God. And, well, one needed to be moved to the studio workshop. She couldn't take the math. We did go into phase one 10 days ago where you could come into the store at at quarter capacity. Mm -hmm. And tomorrow begins phase two where you up the capacity a little bit more. So we're all in here Hmm. with masks. Wow. Um, we don't have. You've been in our store. We don't have room. There's no. <laughs> there is no room, because our store is so crowded. We're just telling people, uh, email your order in, and we'll leave the the box or the bag for you outside. At this point, we just we don't have room for more people. Um, we're working hard enough with just the people we've got in the shop. That that tests our limits. Um, we're the smallest little shop in the world sometimes, I think. But it is interesting, Papa G. It's kind of almost strange how similar you and I are in timing issues. We really ought to do our charts together someday, just get together and, and look it over because there's something weird that way. Because we, you were, we're talking about something recently. You were doing something. I'm like, I'm in the middle of doing that right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we, we're obviously whatever's clicking, the transits that click over, click on you and me at the same time. I know we're not astro twins because I'm much older than you, but something must have come around in the same position. What's your birthday? Mm. Uh, April 26, 1967. Oh, see, yeah, you're a much earlier Taurus than I am. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but there's going to be something there we're going to find. We'll do that someday. All right. Um, well, um What we're going to do today is um, blessing your enemies away. Now, before I turn this over to Papa G, who brought us the topic, I'm going to just sort of set the scene for what that is. What does it mean to bless your enemies away? Well, there are many reasons to do it and many ways to do it, but blessing your enemies away is to identify somebody and then give them an alternative, which is so appealing they get out of your life forever. Mm. Whether or not they were just a nuisance in your life, whether they were somebody who just blocked your parking space, you know, whatever, you can bless them to a new job somewhere else, bless them to take an Uber instead of bring their car in, whatever, and they will not be in your parking space. It can also be done to bless actual real enemies, people who really have hated you and thrown for you and have called you out on Facebook. You can bless them, too. Now, why would someone do that? There are two major reasons. Number one is people are kind. They're just kindly people, and they say, I don't want to work up that 
heavy head of cortisol steam that I need in order to curse. Of course, some of us, like me, just don't mind cursing at the drop of a hat. But some of us also sometimes we might feel a little bit of sympathy for the person who's our enemy. And we might say, oh, they are more to be pitied than censured. Let's just send them on their way by blessing them. The other reason that people might do it is because they have a moral cosmological or theological belief that cursing will result in backfire or karma, quote-unquote, or evil done to them or the triple-fold law of return or the tenfold law of badness or whatever they're going to call it. And so they're not wanting to send away an enemy with a curse because they're afraid that if they do harm, they will be harmed. And again, I have nothing to say for or against that moral standpoint. It's not the one I was raised with. I was raised with an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth and, you know, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead. But even so, there are people who, no matter what they've done to me, I sometimes can see psychically that the best thing to do to get them out of my life is not to try to bring on that heart attack or that flaming wreck on the interstate, but just to get them an inheritance in Massachusetts, and they'll be gone. So that's what I have to say about it. And I'm going to turn this over to Papa G, and he's going to bring in the topic in its fullness. Take it away, Papa G. Yeah, that's exactly the sentiment I was thinking of when I thought of the topic was so many people come and say, I've tried this on this person. I've tried to hot with them. I've, I've, I've done this. There's a cursing and hexing and jinxing, whatever they want to euphemism and we'll get to it mm-hmm. and it's not working it's not working and I'm like well then you know, most of the time this is when someone's usually in the workplace this scenario is usually always in the workplace like there's this bitch at work that won't leave me alone and she's riding my ass and blah 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 we'll get her promoted to another company and I'm like I don't mm-hmm. want anything good to happen to her I'm like you have to look at the end game if they're not in the company anymore then you're happy so if what you're doing doesn't work, then take the opposite approach. You know, I I agree with this, and it's it's often interesting. And I'm, I wonder if you've had this happen with your clients. When you say to a client, look, you've been working on hot-footing this neighbor, let's say, for 12 years with every nasty thing from sulfur and chili pepper to dead snakes – and it's not working because they own their home. The only incentive, this is carrot and stick work. The only, the stick is not working. Maybe the carrot will work. Well, maybe they need a better house. But I often meet resistance with my clients. Why would I want to bless them with a better house? <laughs> right? Well, then there's <laughs> another way. You might want to bless yourself with a better house. So sometimes, Blessing your enemies away is to bless yourself to a better place, and they won't be there either. So it's really a question of looking at the situation, starting with the simple things, and then kind of taking an assessment. Don't just repeat the same spell over and over again if it's not working. Um, Now, Ali, you know, there are people that. I'm sorry. You gave the scenario 12 years. They've been trying to get this person away. Had they ever thought Mm -hmm. of, like, they're not going, why don't I get myself a better house somewhere else? Mm Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. It doesn't yeah. occur to them because there's so much going on in their head about that person, that person. Um, forget getting them a better house. Get yourself a better one. Mm-hmm. That's right. You bless yourself upward and outward and leave them behind. Um, I have noticed that the, the, the one that's the most frustrating to people is when they want to hotfoot somebody who owns property. It's very mm. difficult to do that. And this is when they come to me frustrated. They've been trying. And I usually say, look, you know, I don't care how bad they are, whatever. They do own the house. So you're going to have to go to different forms of thought. Either the house is going to be found in violation of the building code or it's a dangerous hazard or they've got a meth lab and they blow the house up. I mean, there's going to have to be something really heavy coming down because they're not going to leave that house. They own it. Or you say to them, you start to whisper to them, well, you know, you've retired from your job at the PG&E and now you want nothing more than to have that little boat and go out fishing. Why don't you go out fishing? Why don't you go out fishing? And then when they go out fishing, they bought the boat. Then you start saying things like, you know, you could just take off and go to Baja and live in Mexico, and you could fish all the time. How about it? Sell that house, buy that little piece of land in Baja, just become a it, – it's great. And so you've actually done it in stages, getting them to their dream come true. But again, the client resists and says, hey, I want to be living in Baja and fishing. Well, let's do it for yourself. <laughs> what about you, uh, Conjurer Ali? How do you bless some enemy away? Yeah, I think uh, this is an interesting form of work. I always tell clients that it's easier to do than cursing and crossing someone, but it's less cathartic. Mm-hmm. You know, there is you don't you don't get the same sense of satisfaction, but you often get what you want. If you want your neighbor gone. If you want, you know, that nuisance person out of your life, if you want that uh, rival away, this is something that works really well in a sort of love triangle situation. Uh, Rather than go to war over one person, you help the other person find someone else. So there is something to be said about strategically uh, approaching this. Like if you're in a situation where you've got a husband or partner who is seeing someone else, and you want the, and you want your partner back home, rather than sit there and do a lot of heavy breakup work and reconciliation work and really kind of go to war, this sort of tug of war over the individual, which can be a, bit, a great struggle and a pain in the ass. You can instead mm-hmm. go, you know, this other person, I'm going to make sure you're happy, but happy far, far away from my family. You're going to find mm-hmm. everything that you're looking for in my partner, but with somebody else. So it does mm-hmm. work. So it's a matter of strategy. It's a matter of it's less cathartic. You're, you know, the other person isn't screwed over. The other person has been, you know, torn down and, you know, had a taste of justice. But the other person is gone and your partner's back home. So there's an element mm-hmm. of strategy involved. There's an element of being able to be the so-called uh, bigger person. When I do this type of work for clients, I often have the clients themselves focus on themselves, do some type of cleansing work, some type of strengthening work, empowering work, and I will do the blessing because it's quite difficult for some clients to kind of let go. It's very hard for them, particularly in like situations of reconciliation and breakup and whatnot. They do, they're not quite emotionally there to deal with things uh, like blessing. 
There is something to be said about doing blessing work yourself, though, as a client. Because when you do blessing work, it does have a sort of spillover in your own life. Um, I don't uh, subscribe to the, the law of three personally, like Ms. Cat. Uh, I come from a little bit of an Old Testament kind of view, eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. Uh, so I, I don't quite, I'm not, I'm not worried about crossing somebody. But I can say that when you bless, you're, you're opening yourself up to something. And when you open yourself up, there's also benefits for you as a person as well. So I've always found that whenever we take this particular approach, that you go, oh, I'm not going to cross this person, I'm not going to hot foot, instead I'm going to bless them. That in turn, it has some effect in my own life. Not only do I get what I want, and let's say that crazy neighbor goes away, but I also find out, oh, wow, my life has improved in some way. Some, some interesting little twist, something good has happened in my life as well. So this is something to be said about blessing uh, in this way. Be- blessing your enemy away also has positive effects in your own life. Have you ever experienced that yourself? Yeah, you know, what exactly. This is, and Doc Murphy just said someone very similar. Uh, Doc Murphy said, I sometimes wonder if folks want to curse another because of the emotional charge they'd get rather than fixing a problem effectively. And this is the thing that, um, and the word cathartic is just exact right word. Um, blessing someone is not as immediately cathartic as cursing, but it does have long-term results for the client because they become a healer and a blesser, and they become a better person for that. Now, nobody wants to just go around blessing enemies. You know, we're not all, you know, St. Francis of Assisi or whatever. I mean, we're just not that kind of people. So start with the simple ones. Start with, you know, those who haven't really damaged you. Those you go, well, you know, this guy's problem. I can see it. He had a bad home life. I'll just bless him away. Uh, Yeah, you can curse those who are the real, you know, psychopaths. Go ahead, curse them to death. That's good. It's very cathartic. But some of those people you might find just a little bit of compassion. That person who, oh, disappointed you in a business deal where they owed you something, and they ended up owing you $1,300. And 13 years later, you're going, you know, they never paid me that $1,300. They never even offered to pay it back a buck at a time. They never did anything and I'm still going to have to try to be around them. I'm going to bless them with not more money. That's not what I want to bless them with. I want to bless them with more compassion for their fellow um, people who want to borrow from them. I'm going to bless them with introspection. I'm going to bless them with some self-insight. Maybe let them make reparations to somebody at some time. So that's not cathartic. But on the other hand, you've done something. You've learned how to bless yourself and and heal yourself Mm. if you make an error because forgiving another is a good lesson on the way toward forgiving yourself. And so yeah. I think it's, but it's, but it is not cathartic. I'll agree with that. Now, mm-hmm. um, it is charitable. Um, so I, I, let's go it, to love situations because love situations are really what, you know, where people get really tweaked. The two things are the evil neighbors. Well, three things: evil neighbors, somebody evil at the job site, and then the lover's other partner, whether it's an ex or simultaneously or future or whatever, there's somebody interfering, and it could be the mother as well, that's interfering in your love life. 
I'm going to just give one example. People say, oh, my boyfriend always listens to his mother and his sister. They gang up on him. He's not straight up with me. He's, uh, you know, He lies to me to cover his mother's evilness. I just want his mother to die. And I'm like, well, what good would that do? Now you've got a grieving lover. Your lover is in deep grief, so attached to his mom. He's just going to attach to his sister everything that was about the mom. It's not going to work. That will not work. So let's just talk instead about you becoming friendly with the mom. And you can, or once you make... Or not a wood. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, um, but you never try, you don't try to um, curse a mother-son relationship. That's not, a, you know, that goes against same, one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> that's the same reason I tell people you can't hot-foot someone. You know, I want to hot-foot my child's father away. I'm like, you can't. They have a blood bond. Yeah, right. And see, God says, honor your father and mother all the days of your life. So you just can't, that breaks the Ten Commandments. I don't break the Ten Commandments just even for a client, even for $500 I don't break the Ten Commandments. It just won't do it. But, But so you have to be creative and work around it. And you say, well, let's let that mother and son bond be really, really cool. And now I'm going to have a nice daughter in law bond. Maybe she won't be an enemy if you do that. So that's changing the territory. It's not blessing the enemy, but it's blessing the relationship you have with the enemy until they aren't an enemy. Oh, the resistance from clients. Have you all heard that? You know, never, never, I'll never have her in my house. Oh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well, you may be better yeah. with yourself. <laughs> <laughs> you know what all this reminds me of? A, a memory has come back. You'll get a good southernism out of this one. Um, many may know my mother passed away this past December. So mm-hmm. all her, all her isms keep coming back to me. You know, when it, as a child, let's say you were, were driving along the road and I would see a pretty house or something. You say, oh, I wish I had that house. And she, says, mm-hmm. she said, you're supposed to say, I wish I had that house and they had something better. Right. Mm. And, and then, That's right. And then, yeah, but then my Aunt Jane actually told, told me, she said, that's not how that saying goes. She said, I wish I had that house and they had a feather up their ass and we'd both be tickled. <laughs> that was <not> unexpected. <laughs> oh Lord, that my, is my, my mother was the sweeter one. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> well, I've often had people say to me they want more money, and um, and I they say I don't and I don't care who dies to get it, and I, I you know I'm like oh be careful what you wish for, because. They think, oh, well, my Uncle John will die and I'll be left a million bucks. But no, they may be the one who gets in the car wreck, is paralyzed from the neck down, and they get the million bucks directly. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. be careful what you wish for. That's an old saying, and I think it's true. Now, when it comes to love, I'm going to throw out a classic spell that I've taught many people. Everybody kind of knows about the two-candle moving candle spell. You have... Uh, person A and person B. Let's call them a boy and a girl, a man and a woman. And they're going to come together, and you're going to um, manipulate those candles so that after they're lit and they're dressed and they're blessed and they're baptized and all that and named, they just move closer, closer, closer. And when they get close, you tie them with a little bit of sewing thread around their loins, and they burn down together. And if you want to make them real close, you can cut the fronts of the a pedestal of the candle off so that they really, their little uh, titties touch the chest and so forth, if you want to. 
And that's a two-candle love spell. Everybody knows it. A three-candle spell is when there's somebody interfering. So, you know, your man has a side chick. So you make her as a black candle, he's red, and your candle is red. You move your... Uh, you leave your candle where you are and you move his candle toward you. Of course, you dress attraction and love between the two of you. And between him and the back of the other lady, you put separation, breakup, and other ugly things. And you stand your ground and he moves toward you and the lady moves away. And eventually, she goes off the table into a little uh, pot of water that you got from a local river and you take her down, the, the stub of her candle down and throw it in the river. Away she goes. Or you can have a little pan of graveyard dirt and stub her out in the graveyard dirt and take her to the graveyard if you really hate her. But there is a way to do this by blessing her. And so you imagine the edge of the table, there's a white man candle for her. A white candle meaning the unknown man. And you just call that, that's her name is Rita, Rita's future husband. And then there's Rita, and then there's your husband, and there's you. And you move um, her toward her future husband, you move your husband back toward you, and then you kind of rotate those two, the couple, just sort of rotate them and walk them off the edge together. Don't walk them to the graveyard, that's not nice, but you can walk them to a little thing of water, and um, or you can just take them to a crossroads, but I like to take them to a river and say, now, you and, you and your lover will have a beautiful life far, far away from us. So that's going from a two-candle love spell to a three-candle love spell, which contains hatred in it, to a four-candle love spell, which is blessing the hated one. That's, well, a, good, that's a good, yeah, that's a good spell. And there's something too. As you were going through that, I was thinking back to what Conjurman Ali said. Was he said a couple of times mm-hmm. strategic or strategy? Most people don't think of strategy when they think of spells. They they worry about what color is the candle. And which oil, which are good, I like to use all the things, but but not the steps of how does this apply to the person I'm working on, and what's the end result I want. And I'm not saying you have to go by moon phases. Some people like to do that. If that works for you, it doesn't. You know, I don't go by that. But just to look at some the entire situation, I tell people take it in your tarot card, pull out the justice card because you've got to look at this like a judge, unbiased so that you will get the best result. And, like, revenge is a dish best served cold. gives you plenty of time to lay this whole thing out in a big scenario and do it correctly. Mm-hmm. Well, let's, give an example of how you would do this. Just give us a sample spell that you might perform. Well, like, um, when you were talking about, I think we're on Stuck on Houses today, um, there was mm-hmm. one I told people before about getting a neighbor to move. And I said, well, go on to um, Zillow or whatever and find a house that's very similar to theirs mm-hmm. in the same town, very similar, a little bit of an upgrade. Print it mm-hmm. out and use that as your petition. Even drive there if you want to. I think, you know, do your petition, do all your work, um, get a little bit of dirt from their yard. Um, to to put around your candle and, and dress the candle, and then burn that petition and um, take the ashes with that dirt and drive it over to that new house and put it in that yard. I mean, mm-hmm. you're aligning this according to their taste. Mm-hmm. So you, yeah, exactly. You're aligning it to their taste. I like that phrase. That makes sense. Um, now. 
Um, I have also um, done blessing spells to move people away where I will uh, create a little map, a little, you know, uh, move them literally along a map like like it was a game Mm. board, really. You know, they're going to move to Tulsa, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, I I often, it's so interesting the way I work. I have a lot of songs memorized. The reason I mentioned Tulsa was somebody wanted somebody who had come from Tulsa to where they lived and was causing problems. And she said, I wish they'd go back to Tulsa. And I immediately thought of that song, Take Me Back to Tulsa. And so I created a Take Me Back to Tulsa, in which I began to imagine, envision, and whisper to that person, take me back to Tulsa, take me back to Tulsa. And, in <laughs> fact, they did go back to Tulsa. So you can you can work with um, phrases in, in doing mental magic. Something that's really useful before you start off, if you're having a difficult time blessing someone, let's say you're in a situation where there is a lot of built up hurt, anger and hurt feelings, and you're just you're just not in the right frame of mind to bless someone. Hyssop is a very powerful herb that works here. It's not just about purifying sin, but it also purifies the darkest aspects of our mind and spirit. So uh, a bath with hyssop is really good before you do any type of blessing work. If you find yourself difficult and like a sort of having difficulty getting to that point where you pray for someone's, you know, benefit, where you pray goodness on a person, then start with a bath of hyssop. Purify yourself. Start there. And you'll find that it will help. But you start first by saying, let me be able to let go of the anger, the hurt, the anger, the dark feelings. Uh, wash it all away. Wash it from head to toe. And then get rid of that used bath water off of your property at running water, a crossroads, or a tree. And then you'll find yourself uh, in a better place. Not immediately, but slowly you'll be in a better place where you can start doing this work. Because it isn't for everyone. And it isn't easy sometimes to do this type of work, to pray for something good for someone who may have hurt you. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think, um, Ms. Kat, about um, business competition? I would, I'm trying to think of how to bless them away. Maybe you could, uh, and it occurred to me, maybe bless them to find a new passion and, and do Yes, and that, well, there, there's a, I'll tell you another way to, to bless them. Now, don't think I had ideas about you, but earlier in this show, <laughs> you, mentioned, <laughs> you mentioned that you were going to be carrying our oils. I, did, yeah. I swear to God, I swear, I, I swear on my mother's grave, I did nothing to you. But I have done this to people who set themselves up as little competitors to me. I don't mean like you that has a real shop, but little... Little nasty. Knock off. I know right. who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. And I bless them to want more money, and the way they're going to get it is carrying Lucky Mojo oils. Dead yeah, silence you, you on that one. It works. Mm. <laughs> I like it. Clever. Now, now, Papa G, you have not yet blessed me to carry Aroma Gregory teas. You might want to bless me to carry Aroma Gregory teas. It would just take a tiny something to tip me over the edge <laughs> I, on that one. That's the one thing we don't wholesale, but I did. I blessed you with Oh, you don't wholesale them, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but private, you see where I'm going you, with I'll it. I'll tell you where to get them. 
All right. Well, I'm just uh, no. I wanted to to do you a good turn because you're doing me a good turn. Just this is just a blessing. That's all. But th- th- that's another way to to bless um, to bless a competitor to recognize a specialty is another thing. You know, you've got a nail salon. They've got a nail salon. You know, but suddenly they've gotten into lash extensions, and you don't want to get into lash extensions. You want to be the nail queen, you know, and um, and so you bless them that their lash extensions becomes their thing, and that they start sending you all of the nail people, and you split the business between you a couple of blocks apart. It can be done, and it it works. Right. I've even gone so far as to literally bless people who are my competitors with customers and clients. Um, There used to be a big rock shop down the road from us, and I liked them a lot. I never, you know, I never carry a lot of rocks other than the crystal balls for divination. People would come in and say, well, don't you have some citrine? I'd say, well, you want to go to the crystal people, right? And then I'd go down to them and I'd I'd say, crystal people, you know, um, do you mind if I put my business cards up here? You know, I don't carry anything you carry. And in the end, we were friends instead of competitors. It's partly social, um, you know, social uh, graces that get you there. But I did use dressed business cards. I didn't give them just straight-up business cards from Vistaprint. They were all dressed, powdered, and made nice. Then I found out they didn't even have business cards. Then I felt sorry for them. So I blessed them further, and I said, here, you can get this to print, to print your business cards. They use lavender and purple as their colors. I said, make them lavender or purple. I didn't want them to look like mine, right? And uh, say what you got. Mm-hmm. Say that you got rocks and stones. Well, two months later, I go in there, and they've got the business cards. I'm like, great. I'll take some of your business cards and put them in my store. So I blessed them for success in another field, and that's how it went. It worked very well. It, they, everyone always says, and sometimes it's hard when you're, you have competition competition in anything to mm-hmm. see that, but everyone always says there's enough business for everyone. But, you know, people, were, when they're standing here, and it's true, because people are standing here in the store, and they're looking at my come-to-me oil, and then looking at your come-to-me oil. They're like, which one right. do I choose? And I don't tell them to pick mm-hmm. mine. I say, you have to go with your instinct. Mm-hmm. You yeah, pick I'll go, the one I'll go even a little farther. I'll say, open them up and smell them. Whichever one, because you know everyone has a different sense of scent, and no two recipes are the same. And I say, open them up and smell them. Take a look at them. Which one you want to spread on your candles? Which one you want to spread on your skin? Um, and that's you know they, they they sell themselves to the right people. There's all there right. is enough to go around. You know there really is. Um, there's there is, a there's a lot of snobs too. They're like, no, I want no no no. I want that lucky mango oil. Don't you make this and this? Well, you need to get with yeah. it. Like. They just want the lucky modules, which is why we have them. Well, that's nice. That's very nice to know. We've been in business a long time, and, and you know, we've built that reputation. But on this another thing. I came up under another company. I came up under Indio. They were doing um, approximately 12 times as much business as I was doing a year, and I had that from the owner at the time. Um, they, they've pretty much collapsed since he sold the company to some incompetent people, but that's another story. But at the time, I had to make a niche, and my niche was my oils are handmade, theirs are made in the factory. And so there's always a way to position yourself, you know, mm. without fighting. I never fought with them, um, made friends with them. 
bought raw materials from them and and made my own products um my own way but i would i i would buy candles they had a big candle factory i bought candles from them for years until i started um making my own candle labels but i started with air candles so yeah in business it's easy enough to find a little boutique niche for yourself and it might end up growing until you've expanded and overgrown your original competitor or maybe you've just made a um a friendly détente with them and that's good too i'm i'm I most think it all concerned falls into- Go ahead. I'm sorry. Say again. I was just saying it all. It all this falls into the umbrella of catching more <clears throat> flies with honey than vinegar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. boy, is yeah. that right? And uh, yeah. I'll tell you another thing. The, the most common problem with blessing is not about business or neighbors. It really is about love, and that that gets yeah. to the point of what do you think about love what does what role is love in your life if it's kind of a base note that just or you can't even live without having that base hum there um you're going to do anything to get your love straight but if it's one of these mm-hmm. things where you're driven by a whole lot of different impulses and love is just one of the things that you kind of collect you're much more likely to um cut corners to get that love because it's not your base note and um i find that people who are willing to um, curse, curse, curse. Either have to have a very mm-hmm. good reason. And I'll tell you, the best reason is uh, she came in the house and pulled a knife on me. You can't say, you can't say bless no. that person. <laughs> you know? And I've heard it. You know, yeah, she came in the kitchen and she pulled a knife on me. And I had to call the police. Well, yeah, she deserves cursing. No question about it. Um, and I wouldn't even bother trying to bless her with a better husband or, you know, get off drugs or whatever. Just let her go. Just mm-hmm. out. You know, yeah. but short of yeah. that, short of when she pulls a knife on you, really, there are so many creative ways um, to think about, you know, how you're going to have that other woman or that other man, how they're going mm-hmm. to find happiness, and um, there are there are ways that um, include leaving town. There are ways that include finding another lover. There's also ways of of them finding happiness by becoming, um, how can I put it, attracted to the memory of the marriage they had with your current husband, Um, be attracted to the memory of it in a nostalgic way. And you simply make a little, um, I guess you could call it a little memory box or a little, you know, a little packet or something of the things they had in their marriage, their children, them and everything. Put that little packet together and then bury it in the graveyard. Not in a mean Mm. way, but just saying, this marriage is dead and it, it we we remember it fondly but now we it's gone right so you're blessing them to assume a new uh, mental state a mental state of nostalgia rather than a mental state of desire mm. there is an element here of of trust as well um when people come into magic uh there is a sort of desire to micromanage results it has mm-hmm. to look a certain way. And we've all experienced this with clients who want reconciliation in particular to look a certain way. Oh, you know, you've, you've been sitting there, you've been doing all sorts of work, and the, the target ends up calling your client. But the client doesn't pick up because that's not what they wanted. They wanted them to show up begging on hands and knees. Uh, or they want it to look a certain way. So they, they, there's an element of micromanaging. Uh, involved, mm-hmm. And so as a result, they're unwilling to trust 
the greater powers. They're unwilling to trust God, spirit, etc., to bring about the results in the best way possible. And that's part of, part of what blessing uh, an enemy involves. It involves trusting spirit that what's for the best will manifest. So if you really can put your heart, you can really put yourself in the hands of God and spirit, you can simply pray whatever is best for all of us involved, bring that about. Whatever is good for me, him, and her, bring that about. That Mm -hmm. takes a level of trust. That takes a level of saying, look, I'm willing to surrender. But let me tell you, the results will come with wisdom, will come with healing, and you will get you with what you want. It may not be exactly that thing you, you thought you wanted, but it'll definitely be what you needed. But mm-hmm. it does require an element of, of spiritual trust, and I don't think everyone is, is always there. Um, so it does take some time, but you have to be willing to, to put your hand in the hand. You, you must be willing to put yourself into the hand of spirit. And some people just want to micromanage the results. They want it to look a certain way. And if you fall into that trap, the reality is that you'll never quite get what it is you desire. Mm-hmm. And a lot of mm-hmm. people won't recognize what is best for all when it does arrive, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yeah. I'm going to give you a, a sample. I'm going to give you a sample of a blessing on a woman who always felt she was ugly, and um, this is from a real case. This woman felt she was ugly. She was overweight. She didn't have really pretty hair, um, and she threw herself sexually at men in order to validate herself. And so she threw herself sexually at many men that were known to my client, including my client's boyfriend, and succeeded at a party, getting him drunk and having sex with him. And she was just infuriated. She wanted this woman's tits to fall off. I mean, she was so <laughs> angry. Um, the woman had large breasts. And I said, no, what what really has to happen here is that this woman has to be happy with who she is so she stops mm. using sex as a substitution for self-confidence. And so I made a doll baby for the woman. I made it obese. I made it with big tits, as instructed. And then um, I made fancy clothes for it, little doll clothes, you know, lace and feathers and, you know, dressed it all up, a nice little hat. Uh, It wasn't all the way full Madame Alexander dolls, but I was headed in that direction. I mean, it was a very nice (laughs) little doll. And then I said to, and of course it was all dressed and blessed and, and stuffed and you know what, and I gave it to the client and I said, give it to this woman and say, this, I saw this doll in a handicraft shop, and it just reminded me of you. I just love that full figure. I love the way you've done your hair up. It's so pretty. And give her the doll, and she'll stop bugging men for sex because she'll go, oh, I am pretty. I can have pretty clothes. I don't have to use sex as a substitute for grace. And it worked. She she kind of had to bite her tongue a moment to give the girl the doll, but they ended up actually becoming friends. And she, the woman confessed to her, you know, everybody's always been so mean to me, and I knew I could get anybody. You know, people say, oh, they've got a boyfriend, they've got a boyfriend, and I don't have one, and I knew I could get them by screwing them in the back room. And um, and so, but she changed. She grew up, and she became the graceful, overweight lady that she was meant to be. That's beautiful. And, and clever. 
But it took it took. Uh, of course, I'm a crafty person, and I love decorating dolls with antique <laughs> lace. And Papa G is going. I can see it right now. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm it was, you selling it inside was, of the certificate of authenticity. Yeah, yeah. But it was a nice. <laughs> it was a nice gesture. It was a blessing, and the woman paid me well to make the doll, and it worked. So there are many ways to um, to have. Um, a blessing on a person. You can give a person money. Say the person is always borrowing from you, and you're. Go ahead, then you say it. <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say. I mean, you're such a hoodie psychic, right there. Uh, because I, I was very when you were thinking about when you were talking about giving the doll, I was going to mention that giving people stuff is a really good way of. We think of sneaky tricks as like giving them the the, the cross you know, doll or the cross, whatever. Uh, but you can also sneak blessings in as well by giving them something. And money is a great one. We've talked about on this, uh, epi- on this, you know, radio show a lot about the uh, efficacy and the power and the spiritual depth of, of gratitude and giving that when you need money, one of the best things that you can do is to actually donate. Uh, even mm-hmm. if it's a little bit, you know, that dollar that you have or whatnot, that there, it brings blessings. This is something that you can also direct rather than do it in a sort of generic fashion. You can direct it towards someone. You can give them blessed money. If someone is always asking for money and you kind of don't want to give them any more, rather than say, hey, go, I'm going to cross you up or put you in a freezer jar or send you away, you can give them the money that they're asking for, but bless it. Bless mm-hmm. it with some attraction powder or pray over it that may this money increase so this person will have the money that they always need and they'll never be forced to ask for more. You can pray for that and then give them that money. Uh, Similarly, in terms of a a job, if there's a particular person in in your work that is sort of a pain in the ass or or whatnot, you can loan them a little bit of money. Uh, Give them, hey, uh, you know, can you grab lunch for us or something along those lines? And this is for me and you both. And you hand them yeah. that money that you've blessed and prayed over. And they're like, oh, okay, great. I buy, I buy a sandwich for myself and I buy a sandwich for this other person. And guess what? You've now turned that enemy into an ally. So blessed money mm-hmm. is really powerful. Blessed money is very efficacy. Uh It also has a great, great uh, result that it uh, expands, that it draws mm-hmm. more to it. So there's this sort of exponential growth component to it. So whenever you're in a situation where, where you know, money is involved, think in terms of charity. Think in terms of mm-hmm. giving money because that will increase and it will bring blessings. You can pray mm-hmm. over money. You can play, play money under lodestones. You can dust them with uh, magnetic sand, with attraction powders all of which can help to fix that money and make it flat. You can, you can also loan it, them the money and teach them a money-drawing spell. Um, mm. and, um, and you can also say, listen, I'm going to loan you the 50 bucks, but I got on one condition. I want you to take this lodestone or take this coin, or whatever you're going to give them, a lodestone works, and say, when you're going to pay me back, I want you to be putting that money under that lodestone. When you get enough, you're going to pay me an installment. Give me the installment. And then you can also do it a different way. If you don't think that they like magic that much, you can say, I'm going to loan you this 50, but I'm also going to tell you the secret of my success. The secret of my success is I carry a lucky coin with me, which happens to be true, by the way. <laughs> I'm not making it up. <laughs> and I have a lucky coin for you. And I blessed this lucky coin and I prayed over it. Put this lucky coin, you know, among your money or put this lucky coin charm or this lucky amulet on your key ring or whatever. Um, and every time you see it, 
I want you to touch it and think, you know, that you're going to, A, pay me back. B, you're going to have so much money you never need to borrow again. And and money issues, you know, for blessings, go they go far down the line. I mean, in the store we have a community altar with different, we'll say departments on the altar. And there's a Lakshmi statue where people give money to her to get money. And somebody come back and say that, I can't believe it. I got this check or I got this or I got a raise or something. But but it goes a step further, and, and most of the time I don't tell people this, but uh, often I wonder people think, well, what do you, what do we do with that money? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it goes from the goes from the customer's pocket to Lakshmi, who, uh, and then in turn they get energetically, they get abundance, and then we mm. um, donate it to a charity called Black Girl Code, hmm. which teaches young um, black women how, uh, computer programming. Mm-hmm. So wow. it just goes down the line. Wow. That's really that's really nice. Um, I We have something similar. We send money to um, churches that have been burned down with arson from our church. Mm. We send the tips, and the tips are divided among the candle workers, but the donations get put into a pile, and when we have a sum, we send it to, anytime we hear in the news of a church that was arsoned, we, we send them a little bit of reparation mm. funds. Yeah, those things are very, very good to do. Um, you we can also, also go ahead. I was just real briefly. You can also donate in someone's name. That's a way of also uh, reaping the blessings there. So if there's someone just really you know that they're not going to donate to a particular cause, you can actually donate on in behalf of that person's name. You say, I take this money and I dedicate it and I donate it on behalf of so and so. May they reap the blessings that of this donation or, or whatever. Your small prayer and you donate it. Uh, we do this in political magic in particular. If you really want to kind of influence a politician and you know that they are opposed to a particular stance, you can donate for that stance, for that position uh, on behalf of the politician. It's a little sneaky way of doing it, but this is also you can do it in a more sort of beneficial blessing approach. You can say, I'm doing this on behalf of my aunt, who's not in a good place, but I donate in my aunt's name that she may reap the benefit or so on or so forth. That's a that's a wonderful, wonderful thing to do. I like Heifer International. You can send flocks of chickens uh, to families that they can raise the chickens and sell the eggs. All right, there's our music. Wow. Okay, this was a flex subject, and I think we covered a lot of aspects of it. Thank you, Papa G. So, um, <laughs> Shiva doesn't know how to spell heifer. I'm sorry. That just cracked, cracked me up. Yes, it's H E I F E R, dear. I'm sorry. I just looked at that. Whoa. whoa. Uh, let's turn this over to Jeremy before I stop uh, laughing too hard. Go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Group Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man Ali, and this week's special guest, Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com, will be right back. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at LuckyMojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Group Workers. AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic conjure practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service 
of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches, located online at ChristalSilenceLeague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and chat with our client, Raven, calling from area code 219. Raven, are you there? I'm here. Hello. Great. Raven says that she's a new listener. She has never had a reading uh, before, um, and she writes in that uh, she wants to clear and cut a lot of people from her past. She's wondering if she can do one spell as opposed to a dozen individual spells, and um, she says that some angry family members gossiped with her neighbors about her and the relationships with family and neighbors were all unsalvageable. She's having a hard time Mm. letting go. Also, what specific protection can I use for myself when I am forced to be around these family members, say at family obligations and such, when they try to start arguments, what should I do? Is that Mm. correct? Uh, Yes. Okay. So um, this is not a, um, a question for divination. Very Most of the questions we get are, will this work, or will, will this person love me, or will I get this job, or whatever. This is simply a question for spell work. So it's going to be mm-hmm. a little more difficult to handle. Usually we read cards. Um, and, but I don't see any desire here, Raven. You don't want a card reading, do you? Um, I mean, if well, I'm, I'm just saying, I, I see no question for a card reading, so I'll move on. Um, so we have here, um, you want to uh, do one spell as opposed to a dozen individual spells for cut and clear. Well, I'm going to turn that part over to Ollie. Um, Ollie can explain to you how to do one spell and why you might want to, and also why you might might not want to. Actually, before I give this to you, Ollie, can I just say something? I was reading candles. Sure, today. please. And I'm just going to give you a straight one, one out of my experience from this afternoon. A lady wanted to, um, and see if I can remember everything, she wanted to uh, increase joy, um, protect from damage. Um, there was another one. Uh, I think bless somebody and um, remove evil spirits, take off all jinxes, and send away all curses and hexes. And the candle burned. <laughs> yeah. Cl- yeah, right. <laughs> and the candle burned clear for about a third of the way, and then all of a sudden it just turned gray and then black. Well, how can I tell what failed? Part of it succeeded, but part of it failed. And the mm-hmm. reason was she had yeah. put too many intentions on one candle. And I told her, you've got to break it down. There were some of the intentions were about love and blessing, and some of the intentions were about removing curses. You do sometimes mm-hmm. have to separate them by condition, but you don't always have to separate them by person. But mm-hmm. if you get a mixed result, you still will have to separate them by person because some yeah. persons might resist and some persons might um, accede to your wishes. So I'm going to turn this over to Ali. You talk about it for a while. Yeah, I think that's right on the money here. And anyone who's worked as a professional root worker can tell you that this is a problem sometimes with clients is that they don't understand the, the power of intention 
why it needs to be focused, and they want to do a million and one different things in one candle. I want happiness, and I want this, and I want protection, and I want that. With can I? Which one candle can I burn? Well, you know, it doesn't quite work that way. In your instance, you do want to break it down. That doesn't mean you need to do a cut and clear for every single person, but there is a way of sort of breaking it down into manageable clusters that will help you. You can, for example, do a cut and clear on the people that were directly involved. Let's say there was certain ringleaders that were really, really involved. There were the kind of main people who were gossiping. You can do one for one of the, for each one of those individuals. And then you can do one that kind of addresses all your neighbors. Or you might do it by dividing it up between family and neighbors. You cut and clear the hurt that you got from your family, and then you cut and clear the hurt that you got from your neighbors. The good thing about cut and clear is that it focuses not just on one, any one individual, but there's a component of writing down the stuff that you want to cut and clear away, the stuff that you want to cut away. So you write down the hurt, the pain, the betrayal, et cetera. That's the stuff. That will kind of act as a catch-all. It'll be a great way of kind of addressing anyone who is involved in participating or bringing about that type of hurt in your, in your life. Um, so you can you can break it down to make it more manageable. You don't have to do it in a way where you're doing a million and one different clears, but you are probably going to do more than one. So that's hopefully a little bit more manageable. I think breaking it down into family and neighbors is really easy to do. Uh, the the hurt of a family versus the hurt of neighbors is very different. Both are betrayals, mm-hmm. they're different types of betrayals. And so I think that that can help manage this. You focus first on cutting and clearing away the family betrayal, the family gossip, the family hurt, and then you cut and clear the neighbor one. The great component of cut and clear is that there is a built-in, if you decide to take the next step, which is the black walnut bath, that can help to go beyond cut and clear. Cut and clear mm-hmm. is sort of healing. But the black walnut bath is protective. What it does is it creates a sort of hardening spiritual skin, if you will, so that when you meet these people in real life, as you said you're going to do during, for example, uh, a funeral, that they will have no effect on you. That They will be unable to uh, harm you or bring about those emotions. And you'll meet them and they'll be like strangers. That doesn't mean you're going to be cold and callous, but it means that nothing they do has an effect on you. Now, I always supplement uh, when there's a lot of people involved. I, I add an, a protective element, um, slippery element, particularly when there's a lot of people involved in gossip. Slippery element is so good to allow you to literally slip through the words. Nothing will stick to you. It'll just roll off of you like water. You can take slippery elm, burn it to ash as you recite Psalm 35, 37, and 91. And then you take that ash and you make a cross on your shoes, the soles of your shoes. This will allow you to enter into the uh, funeral. And even though other people may say stuff or they may say something that, that's triggering or they may say something that is cruel, it will simply not affect you. You'll be completely protected by it. It will allow you to slip right through unscathed and unharmed. This works well in family situations. This works well in uh, situations with family, uh, but also with neighbors and in work environments. 
So it allows you to, whenever there's some sort of environmental hostility, to kind of slip through. So this would be kind of what I would do. Break down the uh, cut and clear into neighbors and friends, I mean neighbors and family. Then do the black walnut bath to really kind of strengthen and shore yourself up. And then the day of when you have to go and see these people, use slippery elm, burn it to ash, recite the psalm. So kind of a three-part working here in order to address your situation. Um, let's see if we can have uh, Miss Cat and Papa G jump in with their own recommendations here. Well, let's, let's turn it over here to Papa G. Um, what what kind of things would you recommend to be done? The first thing I thought of was to actually do a cut and clear raven on yourself to where you wouldn't have to segment the different people or look at the group. It's, it's like you completely cut yourself away from these people. Um, and that could include not, not only just family is hard to get away from permanently because we ha- we do have to go to things like funerals and behave and things like that. But um, mm-hmm. you can focus your, your, your the, the cutting of your connection of caring what they think or what they say. And I actually did pull three cards to see which direction to take you in. And it was about um, part of it was putting yourself in their shoes and asking why are they this way? Do I contribute to it at all? Because it was the high priestess in reverse, not listening to gut it, your gut instincts all the time. Queen of Cups about being more compassionate to someone else and sensing the needs of the others. And then the sun, which was a happy ending, which would be if you'll somehow put yourself in their place, like why are they acting this way? Mm-hmm. You can You can either accept it uh, or you can find a, it can help you hone in the way to attack it. And if you do have to be mm-hmm. around them, I would carry um, white clover buds in my pocket to just to, to make them give you a wide berth when you're around them. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I like that. I'm going to um, also pull in a couple of things that were in the chat. Um, I think it was Nagashiva, I'm sort of scrolled back here, who said, what about reversing? This is a really good idea because reversing, you can reverse to everybody and it's individually for them. In other words, reversing is uh, to each person their own mirror. And he's absolutely right. If you put them all in a mirror box and put the reversing oil on all of them, those who are good will get good and those who are bad will get bad. It's very universal, and it was brilliant of him to say that. And I really liked it, and I want to give it some due respect and consideration. And the other one was that Jeremy has been posting in the chat room some old Jewish spells, um, peace between enemies. To make peace between enemies, write the following words, peace, peace be unto you, and peace be to your helpers, for God helps you. And honey, on the inside of a beautiful bowl that has been refined seven times, pour in fine white wine over it, and let everyone drink from it by passing it from left hand to left hand. Well, it depends on what kind of funerals your family has. Um, I mean, it's going to be hard to get that. But you can do that in some ways with um, like a punch bowl or something like that. Um, Then another one that Jeremy posted was, To escape slander at family gatherings, whisper Psalms 31 over a small amount of olive oil and anoint your face and hands with it in the name of Yah, meaning the first half of the name Yahweh. Um, So those are good. Thank you, Jeremy. Those are really good old-fashioned, Old Testament magic. Um, And so 
I like Papa G's cards. The High Priestess Reverse Cups in the Sun really comes out to don't listen to gossip, have compassion, find a happy ending. Um, I would say that you could even take those a little further because a High Priestess is dressed in water. Queen of Cups is dressed in water and touching water. And then the sun is kind of drying out afterwards. <laughs> so I would say that those cards might indicate some bathing rituals, um, The mm-hmm. two, those two uh, cards. Mm-hmm. And they again, this might go towards some of the things that Jeremy was saying about the olive oil and also that um, that uh, some of the psalms that were, were mentioned, they really do work well with um, bathing. And so before you're going to go to such a meeting or funeral, let's say as an example, I'd like you to bathe and recite those psalms as specified and then um, put on clean clothes and um, put on your person a little bit of the slippery elm, like Ollie said, or a little bit of rue. Um, I would make a kind of a a little combination of slippery elm, uh, rue, and a nettle, perhaps, um, because that reverses curses. Um, also, perhaps you might want to add agrimony, and maybe some yarrow for your own personal courage. Okay, so those are some okay. of my suggestions. Um, and um, uh, there's other ways that you can work it, but I want to make sure that you are protected while you're there, mm. um, and don't get stressed. Um, you know, mm. you really want to be. Uh, strong white clover buds also that was another one that was said um and uh, yeah. those are all good for protection you might also even want to add bay leaf for calm mind um and uh those are those are the kinds of things that you can um wear carry on you and um will make you strong okay you can actually keep carry a little small uh, spray bottle that you can put in your purse that you've added a couple, dro- a couple drops to stop the gossip and you put a small bay leaf in that spray bottle, pray over it, screw the top on nice and tightly so it doesn't spill, carry it in your purse and before you walk into a room, just pull it out and kind of to the four directions in front of you, to your right, to your left and behind you, just spray, spritz, 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 spritz. It'll create a nice barrier um, if you're feeling like a particular, like, oh, man, it's going to be Aunt so-and-so showing up. We all know that when she starts talking, she won't shut up. You can just take this little spray bottle and just spritz about. You know, it's not going to have too pungent of a smell, and no one's going to think you're, you know, crazy or you're laying out sneaky tricks or anything like that, but it works wonders. A really great way of just kind of clearing literally the air uh, by using mm-hmm. a little spritz bottle, spraying around you, uh, to ensure that you kind of shore up your protection. Yeah. I also recommend peace water, which is comes mm, yeah. under the heading of today's topic, which is blessing them. Peace water is an amazing product. It's um, a um, two liquids together. You have to shake it up to use it. It separates, and the whole thing is that you shake it up to use it, and you, you um, call upon uh, everyone for unity. And, um, you know... Uh, you can add a little stop gossip to that peace water if you wish, but you must shake it up. And when you shake it up, you pray for um, all um, the family to dwell in unity. And um, 
uh, Doc Murphy and, and Nagashiva in the chat also mentioned Rose of Crucifixion. If it's a religious um, component rather than secular, Rose of Crucifixion is very nice. It smells very good. Um, so you you pray for for harmony and unity, and you spritz it. Now you don't have to walk into the room and like spray as you go because they're all going to go. What's wrong with her? But um, you can uh, spray, for instance, your own clothes, or you can mm-hmm. put a few drops of peace water in the laundry of the clothes you're going to wear to the event. So this is for um, laundry use. You can, if it's going to be in your home, you can spray with peace water. And peace water really does work. It calms people down. And it can be used for love, too. If if a couple is quarreling, you put a little of your uh, mixed sexual fluids into the peace water, shake it up, and spray it around the bedroom, and it'll stop fights. But um, but really, um, <laughs> Nagashiva says, like dog or cat pheromones, kind of, yeah. Um, but uh, but if you if you have the the um, anger, you're not going to want to use peace water. I have so many times found people saying, you know, I have to cut and clear from them, I have to hot foot them, I have to, I want them to die, and I want destruction and damnation, and they get everything they deserve. And it might be better to start with peace water and reversing um, so the peace water will bring peace to those who are peaceful. And um, mm. Nagashiva mentions tranquility products also. Um, and healing. Healing is another oil that can be used on yourself because you've been hurt and you've been damaged. And mm-hmm. um, you might not be ready yet to bring peace to them. You said it's irreparable. But at least bring healing to yourself. Don't just cut and clear, but cut and clear and then do some healing on yourself. If necessary, create a new family for yourself, an intentional family, a a family of friends, people who are loyal and good, who will be your family and will be, you know, just like a brother, just like a father, just like a son, whatever it is you need or want, ask the universe to bring you in these new people. Mm -hmm. You said something earlier, Kat, you've got to turn it into a product. Reverse of curses. (laughs) Reverse of curses. Well, there are reversing re- reversing oil has on it. It says send all evil back to the sender, whatever. Um, yeah, reverses curses. Um, well, reversing oil is reversing oil is a phenomenal product, and you use it on reversing candles or double action candles. You can look this up online. Maybe Nagashiva will put some um, links up for you. I know you're new to our site. Um, reversing is not always evilly intended. I would recommend, for instance, for you, perhaps a red and black uh, candle, uh, because red is for love, and um, black is to get rid of the the curse, or white and black, which white is for blessings, and and so that would just be double action candles. And you you can read about how to to dress them at our website. All righty. Um, there's at the forum also. There's a whole section about double action candles. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for trusting us with your questions, and um, I hope that we were able to help. And um, here comes our fabulous music. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Network schedule announcements, Bill.
The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6. The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LeFay, Fridays, 1 to 2. And Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee. Take it away, Papa G. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, this one, I always do a spell that coincides with whatever we're talking about. So this one is for all the people who listened to us for the past, uh, you know, uh, however, you know, the past hour and said, screw that. <laughs> I want revenge. <laughs> <clears throat> I had an instance where I could not I was hot putting someone for I'm not going to say who or why For over a year And they would not leave So I reached out to Madam Nadia And asked her I said it's not working Nothing worked What do I do And she suggested um, Cleansing away their protection Because this was also a magical person So this is for if you want to get the protection off of someone so you can get, get to work on them, especially if there is someone who does magic. So um, yeah, I call it the Cleanse Off Enemies Protection Spell. You need a white figural candle, male or female, depending on your target, uh, three yellow chime candles, some people call it spell candles, or the four-inch ones, a packet of 13-herb baths, a bottle of road opener oil, a bottle of do-as-I-say oil, and a bundle of white sage. So the first thing you do is you take the candle, and you're going to carve your target's name into it, and any personal information you know about them. It can be their birth date, their um, place they were born, anything you know about them. You're going to go down the candle. Start at the head and carve from the head down to the feet because you're going to be taking something off of them. Place the candle in the center of a bowl, something that's fire safe. It can be shallow or a, a deep-sided dish, and as long as it'll hold a little bit of water. So you're going to add, um, you're going to put this, you can also um, light the bottom of the candle to get it to stick in the center of the bowl if you want to. And add just a little bit of water to it until um, it goes up to about the figural candle's ankles. You don't want the candle to float out of the water. And put in your 13er bath and also a cap full of the road opener oil. You add that to the water. And what you're going to do is you're going to dip your fingertips into the water and begin to rub downward on the candle. And make sure not to get the wick wet because you'll need to get that later. And as you do this repeatedly, you pray or you speak words like, um, I cleanse you of all walls around you. I wash away your field of protection. I open up all of your defenses. It's the road opener part. And I wash away your words, your power, your actions, your magic. Then you will light the white sage, blow the smoke across the candle nine times, repeating the same words that you spoke. I wash this away. I cleanse away your, 
field that cleans away any protection that's over you. So then you'll take those three yellow candles, um, anoint them with the do as I say oil, and you place them on the outside perimeter of that bowl, like on the table or whatever's around there, forming a triangle. Then you'll light the figural candle, light, light the yellow chine candles, and when all of them have burned, you gather up whatever's left over and bury it on your own property. So now your target is cleansed of all their protection. Their defenses are down. So now they're at your mercy. You can begin to work on them. Wow. Now, this is really great. And you got this spell from Madame Nadia, you said. She gave, so, she gave me the basics. She just said cleanse, cleanse it off of them. Just give them a, like a 13-year mm. bath or a hyssop bath. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I sort of expanded on, on her basic yeah, knowledge I, of what she was saying. Good. It's it's a great thing. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna say what this struck me as. It works it for works. what we were talking. It, yeah, it works for what we were talking about blessing your enemies, but it also works. I would believe I haven't used it, but I believe it would work in cases of stubborn love, where a person is so well protected, and this often happens with a young man mm-hmm. who is protected from protected from love by his mother who was concerned he might make a wrong choice too young, and she laid on the protection so thick he can't feel love. And I've seen this a lot. And so you want to strip away that protection that was put on him, either by himself or by someone well-intentioned. And so now he's open to love. It's the same as um, an enemy. It's just another person who has a different form of protection. Wonderful spell and really a, a great way to work. And it worked within two weeks. Wow. Okay. I had been working for a year and did this, and the two weeks later, they were gone. Well, they had made plans to go, and about a month later, they were gone. Yeah, wow. See, that's that's really a a great uh, anecdotal evidence that this has been tried, proved, and works. And I I feel that in magic, when someone can tell you with confidence they've done a spell and it worked for them, that's something to listen to more than the theorists. What do you think, Ollie? Well, I think this is a perfect example of, of like when you're trying to work on someone and the coercive stuff doesn't work, that you can still get what you want. You just have to be able to let go of the micromanaging aspect of how you want it to look and do what will bring about results, right? That's Here, Papa G got exactly what he wanted. wasn't a hot foot, but he got what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot. I like the three uh, yellow candles making a triangle. I'm a great believer in of burning candles in a triangle. If you want to know more yeah. about burning candles in a triangle, you can um, go back to the old book from 1936, Legends of Incense, Urban Oil Magic. There's some explanations there about three, or two ways, excuse me, two ways to burn candles in a triangle. One is to draw a triangle and put one candle. The other is to have three candles in a triangle with a fourth candle in the middle. Either way is called burning candles in a triangle. Very important uh, foundational method of working. The triangle can be pointing upward, away from you, or it can be pointing downward toward you, depending on what your intention is. In this case, I'm going to guess, but I'm going to be pretty sure I'm right, it was pointing away from you, right, Papaji? Yeah, the um, single candle at the uh, on the back That's, side yeah, and two right. in the front. 
Right, exactly, because you wanted them to go. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's you're pointing away, yeah. Um, but if but if you if you ever run across the idea where you have to bring candles in a triangle, you can consider which way you want that triangle to point, and toward you or away from you. Um, mm. There's all of these little uh, wrinkles in doing this kind of work that are so um, much part of our oral tradition. That's why I always recommend anyone new to this talk to people. Connect with them personally. Don't just read books, but ask questions. This question, this simple question, produced a lot of resulting um, uh, opinions and a lot of different ideas. And then the spell produced a lot of what we call add-ons, different people's ideas Mm -hmm. and thoughts. And if you're not used to it, reach out to another worker. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right, exactly. All right. Well, thank you, Papa G, for being with us. We're going to bring on Jeremy. He's going to give us our closing announcements. And then we'll all come back and say goodbye at the end of the show. Take it away, Jeremy. Well, thank you, Miss Cat and Conjurman Ali. And thank you, Papa G of SouthernFolkMagic.com in Nashville, Tennessee, for bringing us today's topic of blessing your enemies away. We invite you to join us next week when our guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers is Papa Newt of PapaNewt.com from Omaha, Nebraska, bringing us the topic of how and when to substitute herbs. Once again, we've come to another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat online via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Viejo, California. Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in the archive via luckymojo.com backslash radio show.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here, and I'd like to invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Jeremy. Now remember, folks, if you order from Lucky Mojo this week, <laughs> our special offer to you is your products will be a little late in arriving. <laughs> but we're doing our best. <laughs> we really worth the are. wait, though. Worth the wait. <laughs> worth the wait. Yeah. Worth the wait. I know they're worth the wait. Um, I want to again thank sure. Papa G, and I'm looking forward to Papa Newt. Um, Papa Newt's uh, question is one that many ask. How do I substitute one herb for another? All right. All Good right. night, all. Good night, all. Good night. Good night.